when people talk about divorce, they equate it to literally a death. A death that just doesn't go away because it's you still, you still, still see that person. You have kids with that person. When it's like, is this the same person from like, this cannot be the same person doing this to me. Right. Yeah. So it was just so many things I had to get. Over, you know, as women, especially black women, we get up, we keep moving, we keep it going. But girl, you you gonna blow up at some point. I knew I needed help when one day I was driving and the person that he cheated on me with, I knew who she was. I was driving down Peachtree, girl. Oh my God. I thought I thought I saw her like on the side of the street. And when I tell you I did, when I swerved my car trying to hit her with my car, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even her. It wasn't. I said, I went, wow. I said, you know what, yeah, I need need to go talk to somebody. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Hello, 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 good people. I am Rashawn Ali. Welcome to the Cool Sword Podcast, your opportunity to hear stories from women in black Greek letter organizations. And I'm so happy that you have decided to join us today. And joining me is a multimedia personality, author. She's done a TEDx talk. She's done everything. And I'm so very happy to be on this side of the interview because she's interviewed me several times. Now I get to ask her the questions. Kim Ford joins us. How are you? Yes, I am so excited to be here on the Cool Sore World Podcast. Yes, finally. Finally. Yes. Woo, just made it. Just made it. <laughs> so Kim actually just became a member of... Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yes. I mean, literally... <laughs> like. Four months ago. Four months ago. Yes. 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 So now you are here on the Cool Sore Podcast representing the pink and green, and we get to talk all about Kim Ford. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm excited to be here. Look, I'm I'm happy to hear. I'm happy that you're here because, you know, it's it's not a lot of times that we get to, like, get personal. Yeah. Like, I know all of your accolades, which we'll talk about. Yeah. um, But, like, to know more about you Mm -hmm. because we've always, you know, Hi, Rashad. How you doing? What do you got going on? All this type of thing. But like, I want to get to know who Kim Ford is. But we'll okay. talk about all okay. of the great things that you have. Let's of course, you have your show. Talk a little bit about your show, how long it's been going on, why you decided to start it. And I just want to say, because you did that, I've always been enamored of the fact that you did it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I'm here on my own show yes. in a whole studio <laughs> with people who I love yeah. uh, to try to make this work. But you've been doing that. Woo. It's been a journey because I didn't go to school for this. My degree is in psychology. Didn't do a thing with it. Didn't do a thing with it. (laughs) However, later on, you know, as we get older, we we find ourselves. Yeah. And so eventually I said, you know what? I want to create some positive media. So I decided to just teach myself. This was before social media. This was back in 07, before there was an Instagram, any of that. Any of it. It was like, if you wanted a website, you had to go find a web designer yeah. to, to go build you one. Right. Which, which wasn't cheap right. back then. You know, so I said, I'm going to figure this out myself. So I figured it out. And since then, from um, since 07, my first major um, event I covered was the BET Hip Hop Awards mm-hmm. in 2007. I didn't know what in the world I was doing, but they said yes. 
and I showed up. And up into to the, the show that you mentioned, um, I had a show, not there anymore. However, I wanted I wanted to not wait for anyone. Right. It's like if you want something, you can't wait for them to call you. You have yeah. to create the content. And I had to learn that. So it was a learning curve. It was a learning process. I learned a lot. Looking forward to doing it again and uh-huh. more of it. Right. But um, but I'm just excited about yeah. the whole journey. So what so what is behind the hiatus? Is it something that you're you're recreating? The the partnership of where you were dissolved? What what exactly why are you in hiatus right now? Yeah, well I would say the partnership dissolved. Okay. We had creative differences. Okay. I like to go go big. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, eh, we're gonna keep it a little smaller, you know. And so it was constant clashing of who I wanted to bring in, what I wanted to do. You know, my creative aesthetic mm-hmm. did not meet theirs. They mm-hmm. they were they were cool with just the basics, really, the super basics, yeah, below the basic, yeah. Maybe a target audience of maybe sixty five and up that would appeal oh. to them, right, right. And so, even though they said, "Oh wow, those are great ideas," but yeah, we don't want to change. Mm-hmm. So eventually, the more I brought big ideas, the more they they would want to push back. Yeah. So I said, I said, you know, I didn't renew my contract. They agreed it wasn't, you know, they went on with what would work for them, like women on the show playing organs types oh. of content. Right. right. Yeah. So I said, organs. Uh, they, they, or they actually playing the actual Got organs. It. Okay. Okay. So I said, okay. So nobody on my team, they didn't understand it. The viewers enjoyed it. However, when you get higher up in who owns the network, mm-hmm. you understand. They're comfortable with yeah. what they already had and this. Kim girl bringing all this glam in here. Who, who, you know, it was just a conflict. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'll just continue going on with with my blog that I have, my site, imkimford.com, where I talk about entertainment, personal development, and lifestyle. Yeah. So that's where I started, my brand, myself, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I will continue to pitch myself to, you know, networks and, and other opportunities. Um, and that's how I ended up on CNN. And one of their producers was following me. I had no idea. And a long story short, she was like, hey, how do you feel about coming on and talk about what's relevant in film and television? Yeah. Of course, I would comment on that. And so I went several times and now she's moved on to a, a, a different network. But I'm like, you never know who is watching. Yeah. You know, you think and you feel like you're just doing this thing on your own, but other people are watching it and they're like, no, we really like it. So right. I'm going to continue. So when you think about you doing that, starting your show in 2007 and now seeing everybody doing shows yes and everybody doing podcasts yes what is your initial thought I, you know sometimes i'll be i'll be like what you over there doing over there what you doing that microphone but it's fine because i want everybody to win yeah but what are your thoughts on because you were there before even podcasting was a thing yes before before even just having your own site just, yeah People were like, why are you on Facebook all way back when people were just first on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Why are you always on Facebook? I wasn't I was never on for personal reasons. It was always business. Yeah. You know, why you you know, and then eventually once they start to see me out interviewing the Tyler Perry's, the Oprah's, all those people, they're like, Oh, okay, now I get it. And then you start to see more and more and more people doing it. And at and at this point, that's the way of life at this point. That's yeah. the way the industry <laughs> Is now it's a basic, so it's like if you don't evolve, yeah, you're gonna get left behind. Yeah, so it's either figure out how to do it, get over yourself on how, how you look, and 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 you know whether you have the right equipment. I had to get over that, yeah. you know, because I do the same thing myself. I have done that many times, but I don't have the this and I don't have the that. It's like, girl, no, 
Use what you got. Yeah. And keep it moving because it's the content is what people need and they Man. like authenticity. Yeah. Where, where do you get this? I'm about to do this regardless attitude. Man, I would say it would have to come from way back in 2007. No. Yeah. 2007. I rededicated my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. I did that in 02. However, when I finally launched my site, I'm like, I see all these people creating all this craziness. I'm going to do something with the same boldness and confidence, but it's actually going to lead people in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So it's like I can either just continue to be the standard, you know, faith oriented type of brand and just let them, you know, do whatever. And they're succeeding, looking great doing it. Yeah. Okay, that's their thing. More more power to them. But it's like, okay, what are you going to do with, you know? Like, you see that girl going in the wrong direction, but what content are you producing to get for her an alternative to yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to show up like I belong there. I'm going to look the part. I'm going to be professional. Yeah. I'm going to do great work. And that's what's worked. Mm-hmm. And so one year on the red carpet at the at the Hip Hop Awards, I forgot what year it was, but um, the publisher of The Source, he was like, Kim, I'm glad you are out here because nobody of faith is even out here talking to them. Mm-hmm. They won't even come. Yeah. They're afraid of the appearance. Of why are you here? What are you talking right. about? Right. Because you could have easily said, oh, that's not my thing. That's uh, that, you know, they talking about guns and women and all yeah. this. So why did you why do you feel like you had to show up in those spaces? I felt like that's where I belonged. I didn't want to be at the typical gospel thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I did that, too. But I'm like, that's cool. But I need to go to somebody that don't know that don't know. They're clueless. Mm-hmm. They, they totally think they're going in the right direction. So I'm going to go and meet them where they are. Still talk about their projects. We're going to talk about what they're doing. But I'm going to talk about, you know, family life. Yeah. Where does their faith come from? Yeah. And they tell me that. They say, you know what? I appreciate the questions you're asking me because nobody is asking me this. They want to know who I'm sleeping with and who and all of that. What you wearing? You know. Which is cool. Yeah. That's real cool because I I love a good fit now. Right. I I love a good fit. So (laughs) outfit. So but when I have those type of conversations, they tilt their head like, oh, you know, you're not the typical woman that's that's on this carpet that's mm-hmm. asking these questions. And then that allows their followers, their fans, their 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 team to see them in a different light. Yeah. So, yeah. Who 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 um, among the people that you have interviewed made you say. Moving on, <laughs> if you can, because I always say who was your best. Mm-hmm. Uh, who challenged you in a way that um, you'll never forget? Is that better? A challenging interview. <laughs> um, who is challenging? Or do you even look at it like that? I don't think so. So far, the people that I've, that I've interviewed have been welcoming mm-hmm. because they're promoting a project. Absolutely. They, they want to they talk. People tell me, people ask me that all the time. Like, Who's your favorite interview? I'm like, most people in radio, when they come to radio, yeah. they want something from you. So they're not going to be crazy. No, no. I Except mean, for they, Carl Thomas. He was a mess. Was he? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, and I Blue Cantrell. Oh. Oh, I, I said that. Blue? Blue. Oh, and also... Uh, What's the boy from that was with the Gucci man, the, the little light skinned boy? Uh, fist, hey, that dude, Juice Man, what? Oh, what? A mess. <laughs> That's okay though. I move on from those things. No. I, I listen. It still doesn't bother me. No, yeah, I clearly mean, usually, it does. Usually, when I'm talking to them, they want to be there. Yeah, they want to get whatever out that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I haven't encountered anybody that didn't 
want to talk. Yeah. I would say someone that gave like super short, short answers was like Bilal. Oh, Bilal. Yeah. Because I really, because I like, you know, I like his music, but his demeanor was like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. I think. Yeah. You good? Oh. Okay. Wow. Okay, bye. Thank you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I hate those. Like, bruh. It's like, that's okay. We, we good. You ain't want to do that subject mm-hmm. and verb agreement? No. At, at all. Right. That's all you got. One word. That's right. all you got. That's it. That's so like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Him, I would, and that was years ago, but yeah, he, everyone else has been, they've been dope. It's been yeah. good. Yeah. What do you think about the state of, um, you know, entertainment where we are? Because obviously, you know, you started in, in 2007 or roughly there, or, you know, around that era and you've been able to see great artists and mm-hmm. now you see a different type of artists coming through. Are you even interested in covering those type? of people and I don't want to put them in the in a box but we've seen how hip hop we've seen how even actors and artists have have, have changed as a whole ooh your face is telling it I mean I'm not impressed not impressed not at all yeah I mean I'm on the era of the of the historic yeah. 90s yes you know when you come with true lyricism yeah. and true, you know, producing, meaning the beats and everything, when I hear what you're saying, it's like, that's it? Mm. Like, that's that's what you went in the booth? That's what you got? Yeah. When you have the Tupacs and the Biggies and the, and, and the, the, um. Jay-Z's. The Jay-Z's. What's the, from the roots? Um, uh, Quest Love. Quest and, uh, and uh, Black Thought. Black Thought. Yes. Come on. I'm with you. Like, I'm like, yo. So I'm not, I'm not moved at all. It's catchy, it's cute, it's mm-hmm. TikTok-ish. It's cool for the time, yeah. you know, for a hot second. But anybody just super classic? Nobody, I mean, not the masses just don't stick out to me. Yeah. So, you know. But how do you, because you have an adult child, right? Yeah, a, a 20, well, girl, she, I can, she is 25. <laughs> to me, that's still young. Right. <laughs> I have a 25-year-old and a 16-year-old. Okay. And a 16-year-old be like, Mom, if you're going to be with the Times and you're going to hang out with me, mm-hmm. you got to know who's hot. Yeah. Because that's how my daughter, like, who is the little boy? Yeet or somebody. <laughs> I'm like, and I saw this TikTok and they were like, when parents try to be cool. Right, like, oh. And right. she said it to me. I'm like, do I act like that? She was like, absolutely. <laughs> but oh how is gosh. motherhood, how yeah. is motherhood being that, you know, there is a... A, an age difference yeah 25 to 16 how are you different from the mother you were when you had your 25 year old as opposed yeah. to your 16 year old well when I had my daughter I was 21 oh wow yeah. don't know about do no math just don't even worry it's about okay. it it's okay it's all just, good just don't no be mad just no eat it right but I had her when I was 21 so that was you know that was a little bit different but even my 16 year old even if he listens to what's going on now I play all the time the classics mm-hmm. so he could rock with both of them yeah I'm like He'll listen to uh, Anthony David and can say it word for word or PJ Morton or something by SWV or, or Common. Yeah, that's how Bailey is, my older daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, oh, who is that? I was like, oh, let me tell you, know. And then when it's something else, I'll be like, what are you listening to? Who is that? <laughs> Mom, that's a... But did you hear what he said, though? Right. <laughs> but I mean, it's all relative because I, my mom true. used to say the same thing about NWA. Mm, okay. And the two true. live crew. Very true. Very okay. true. Okay. So very similar. Right. I guess, what what exactly is the difference? It's got to be a difference. Just the age. Maybe it's... Mm. It's really just the age. They've been talking about mm. the same thing. Lil' Kim's saying the same thing Meg's saying. I mean, come uh, on, y'all. We just can't... I we guess just can't, what, Exactly. I mean, she's saying that they're saying the same she's, thing. And I we just become older. Maybe it's the visuals that's added to it. What Kim was doing? Because the she wasn't on, t- on television 
Kim was not doing the same thing as what we will see Cardi B and do you think that's a bad thing? Is it a bad? As far as women expressing their sexuality, and you're a Christian woman, this is a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Women expressing their sexuality, is that good or bad for the masses and our girls? What What are your thoughts? Because my I because I have grown into this woman that I am now, Mm -hmm. my opinion on that particular question is completely different from five years ago. Yeah. Your thoughts, though. I'm talking to Kim. My thoughts, for example, the performance we saw with Meg and Cardi mm-hmm. on top of each other. Mm-hmm. What was that? I forgot what show it was. One of the award American shows. Music. One of those award yeah. shows. It could have been the Grammys. I'm not sure. Yeah. Would I want my child watching that as their entertainment? Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. You know, in my opinion. Okay. Um, who, who, when you look at who watches those shows, Everybody does from elementary school kids who probably shouldn't be doing it. Their parents might, you know, how would their parents even know to tell them don't look at this part? You wouldn't even know. You're Mm -hmm. just thinking you're just watching an award show. And it's like, whoa, we didn't tune into this CBS, ABC, whatever network it was and expect that. So if that was maybe on something like a a different network, then it's like, oh, okay, we know. You get it. Because it was prime time. You think that there's there should be a limit on the prime time exposure. Yeah. Is that a level of coddling? No, I don't think so, because if they want to do that, fine. Mm-hmm. But don't do, I wouldn't say don't do it in prime time where we know a bunch of kids going to be I'll watching it. Okay. All right. And so when you introduce the conversation <laughs> of promiscuity, whether it's woman and a woman or a man or a man, mm-hmm. you know, do they need a demonstration? Well, what if it's a do, man and a woman? Do we need to? Oh, true. Right. Either, either one. Yeah. Do we need to show them this is the way, you know, because it's getting younger and younger and younger and younger and younger. So, OK, when we see, you know, elementary school kids on TV want to do it as that expression, is that OK? Is it OK then? Right. It's like I saw them doing it. Why, why, why can't, can't I? It's like when does the envelope. Is there an envelope? Mm. Who, who, who? At what point do we say stop? Okay, a little bit, and then it keeps going, and then it keeps going. Because every everyone is, every generation says, okay, well, that's too much. Yeah. And then another generation, yeah. well, that's too much. I can't imagine this well, generation saying. What are they going to say 10 that? years from now? Right, right, right. That's what are they going to say in 10 years? Right. Absolutely. We we shall see. Because where the envelope is this year is totally different from where it was in the 90s or early 2000s mm-hmm. or even 2010. So 10 years from now. We can have this same conversation, right. you know, ask yeah. this same question and the kids will feel validated in their 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 answer of why it's OK mm-hmm. to be out there like that. Right. So you have also written, but you've been TEDx stage at Emory University. I've always wanted to do a TEDx. <sighs> um, and I just I'm so enamored of people that first get the opportunity to do it and then you know, really push through and get it done. What was that experience like for you? Tell me about when you were tapped for it and then Mm -hmm. once you hit the stage. Well, I knew I wanted to do it. So I went to go find out, okay, how you do that? So I went and found out, I found out someone told me how to to do it. And so I hit up Emory, I hit up a whole bunch of places. And Emory was about to have one, right? And so I said, hey, I'm Kim Ford. This is what I do. How do I be on the next time y'all have a TEDx? There you go with that fearlessness. I love it. It's like, why not me? Yeah. We, we about to find out. <laughs> okay. So um, they finally emailed me back and did like a somewhat of a soft interview to see if I was a fit. 
And then, of course, they posed the question, okay, if we had you on, what would you talk about? Now, let me tell you how God works. This is before I had finished writing my book. Right. I had just, AJ Joyner, shout out to AJ. He was my book coach. I know. (laughs) I know. Woo! AJ was on my butt like, Cam, what is taking you so long? Right. And I'm like, yo, AJ, I'm trying. You know, I had just so much life going on. So I had my Google Drive. It was in there. You know, different chapters. All in pieces. It just wasn't together. Right. So I, it was one day I was just going through my Google Drive and I was like, you know what? I think I got an, I hit him up. I was like, I think I finished my book. I think I got it all out. And so the, literally the next day after I had randomly went through that, that folder in my Google Drive, they asked me, what would you talk about? And I, because it was fresh on my mind. Yeah. I said, you know what? I'll talk about it's never too late. Yeah. You know, I don't care what you've been through, who said you can't, who said you're too old, too young, not you know, not qualified enough, it's never too late, mm-hmm. right? And they say, you know what? As a matter of fact, that goes right along with our theme. We think you'd be great. So what if I hadn't even done that? Because it wasn't fresh on my mind because it's been sitting there for right like, for years, quite frankly. You know, so I just randomly, not randomly, but it was God, went through it, hadn't finished the book, but I knew by the time when they said yes, you know, TEDx is, it's like six months before they oh, okay. actually publish it. Right. Oh, Okay. So you do the talk, they record it, and it's like six months or so by the time they actually, you know, make it public. I knew, okay, that's going to be the name of my book. I'm going to have to have this finished by the time right. this, you know. How long is the, how out. long was the TEDx once it was completed? Um, my duration, talk, the duration of the speech, yes. It's only like 15 minutes. Oh, okay. 12 minutes. Yeah. You don't have that long. Of power. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have that long. Yeah. And because I hadn't fully written the book, I, I mean, it wasn't totally, you know, in order. I had to wing it. And when I tell you I winged that joint, I <laughs> winged it on that stage of what I thought would be, you know, kind of in my, because again, it wasn't fresh in my mind because I was busy. I hadn't had, I was literally going from car. trying yeah. to go up there winging it now. I winged, the it. winged it. Exactly. I said, okay, Lord, you know, I have not had two minutes to really look through this. So the only time I really had to thoroughly repair, re- I'm sorry, prepare was when I kind of wrote out to them a few, just a few talking points. Mm-hmm. And so, but when it's in you, it comes, it comes out easier. Yeah. Right. So when I, it's your story. When it's your story. Right. It's the ups, it's the downs. All of it them. was the going through the divorce. It's okay. After all, all the things that happened in life, I was like, oh, because I told God, you know, when I come, this is kind of how I got into media. I said, when you bring me through this divorce and how you brought me through, I'm going to tell everybody. And when I, they gave me the opportunity to talk, to do that TEDx talk, I said, oh, yeah, this is one of the opportunities I was talking about that I would tell people. Yeah. That they so it was on. therapeutic for you. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. It was therapeutic because I didn't go through that just for me. I went through it to tell someone else, no matter what they've been through, they can pick up and do that thing they've always wanted to do. Yeah. What did you learn about yourself throughout the divorce process? Or like what, I mean, because when people talk about divorce, they equate it to literally a death. Oh, yes. Did it it feel like a death when your marriage dissolved? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A death that just doesn't go away because it's, you still 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 see that person. You have kids with that person. And the hurt is just, it, it just, it just goes on and on and on, especially when it's not amicable, amicable, especially when there's been, um, infidelity, especially. Mm. It was so multi-layered when it's like, is this the same person from, like, this cannot be the same person doing this to me, right? Yeah. So it was just so many things I had to get over. And I said, okay, Kim, either you're going to 
keep crying every day? Right. Or you going to get up and do what God called you to do? You know, and, and it's important to take your 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 grieving time because you we, you know, as women, especially black women, we get up, we keep moving, we keep it going. But girl, that's you you going to blow up at some point. Yeah. Wrong at the wrong person, wrong place, wrong time. So you got to take that time to really heal, to really think, to really pray, to really get the help. And when I knew when I knew I needed help when one day. I ain't said this too much, but one day I was driving and the person that he cheated on me with, I knew who she was. Mm-hmm. I had befriended her. I knew her from college, but I had befriended her to help her. And one day I was driving down Peachtree, girl. Oh my God. I thought I thought I saw her like on the side of the street. And when I tell you I did, when I swerved my car trying to hit her with my car, oh. and it wasn't even. It wasn't oh, even her. Wow. It wasn't. I said, I went, wow. I said, you know what? Yeah, I need, I need to go talk to somebody. Yeah. You know, because it was so consuming of me. How could he do this? How could she do this? And how could they just be so nonchalant about it? You know, all the things. When I'm like, okay, Lord, now I know you didn't tell me to do this. I was mad at God. I'm like, yo, you really played me with that one. Mm. All, all those things, right? I came out that phase, but I went through that phase. So I'm like, yo, so I knew I needed help then. And it took me years to even talk about it. Yeah. Ain't no way in the world I could even have this conversation back when this, now this was not granted, this was like 10 years ago. Yes. This was like back in. Pain is pain. Oh, between 07 and 09 when it happened. But it took years for me to even get to where I could talk about it. So I'm like, okay. And even when I was married, I couldn't really pursue media. I wasn't doing media then. I was researching it. I could pretty much print and, and put it in a folder somewhere. But he was like, no, you just come home and you do this. Ooh. Or, you know, it was very making me small type right. situation. Well, well who's going to care about that? You want to talk to who? I mean, you just like, like a groupie, you mean? Oh, wow. Really? That's what you got from me telling you what I want to do? So I really couldn't move like I wanted to move because of so many things. So when I finally was living by myself, me and my kids, I was Fully able to pursue it. That's why I had that confidence like, yo, because I always thought when I get out of here, I'm going to go for it because I was just so limited yeah. for so long of what I know God told me to do. Right. Yeah. So he would be supportive to a certain extent. But when I wanted to do, oh, no, just come. Mm-mm. You don't need to. You're going to wear that. Dim in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. You're going to wear that to the carpet. No. So, you know, I knew I needed help when at that point, but I knew I was not going to stay there. I knew I was going to, if I didn't know how to do it, I was going to figure it out. I was going to ask somebody. I was going to do something. You know, and that's why I'm in grad school right now. I'm like, okay, I haven't got totally where I wanted to be in media. Well, I'm going to go to grad school because I know you can make a whole lot of relationships as a student. Mm -hmm. So let me go pose. I say pose (laughs) as a student because I know so many doors to the people I want to talk to are open in that way versus someone on the street that's trying to do it. They, They would consider me, you know, someone independent. On the street. Yeah. So that's kind of like my strategy at this point. Right. Are you healed? Oh, yes. Yeah. I am healed. I am totally healed. At the same time, I have to still deal with this person. So I had to learn. It makes you continue to ask yourself when he when that person does something again. It's like, okay, this person is not going to change. But how are you going to grow over that? Yeah. You know, and keep and know that's how you have to maneuver with that person so it doesn't hurt anymore it's like okay yeah he's it is what it is it is what it is and this is how my character has grown because before I would be balling in a corner somewhere like 
you know, just feeling hurt and just all the things. But now I'm totally over it. Don't really think about it. Could care less, I would say. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't care what yeah. you do. Yeah. You know, however, when it comes to parenting, we totally have different parenting styles. Totally different. Yeah. Didn't start out that way. But now it's, we have two totally different parenting styles. Could be the way we were raised. My mom was always there. My dad was there. My grand, my grandparents, yeah. grandfather was Solid always foundation. there. Solid. You know, and him, he's like, I ain't got to go. I mean, why? You go. You go. You know, it's, so it's totally, it's totally different. Don't have that type of support. I'm like, oh, well, well then it'll be me then. Mm-hmm. I'll be there for, for, for him, for her. So those things are, ty- are those are the things we more so headbutt on right now to this now day. yeah it's, it's just yeah. parenting stuff not relationship stuff because i've been through with that dude <laughs> been through so it's like getting the kids to and then even when your kids my daughter's 25 but even when they graduate college and go on in life parenting still goes on yeah absolutely it's, it's a different that, level of parenting at that point it's a different level you got to teach them to how, how to adult you don't have to figure out everything on your own i'm gonna give you some leeway to kind of let you grow you know, but still, I'm going to check in on you. Hey, uh, you did your taxes yet? Right, <laughs> Not right. post-type questions. Hey, uh, you know how to do it? You know what you need to be writing down? You know, those type check-in type questions. Yeah. So I still kind of guide her on a, 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 to a certain extent. So that that never goes away. Yeah, but, yeah. But for anyone, I would say that's been through something like that. It is like a death. And I'm assuming, like, because no one really, it's been, a, I'm not going to say that right now, but like, it's like a death death but so as time goes on sometimes that wound heals a little more yeah you know yeah so and you're but, able to at least coexist correct and, and then navigate your own life your correct. own life which you have done written a book it's never too late what what exactly is that book about give me the can you give me the 30 second oh it's never too late the ultimate guide to make an epic comeback yeah after a setback and which that was the impetus for for, for it. That yes, was, absolutely. The whole my whole life's journey, because, you know, the young college girls, they'll see me on the carpet interviewing this person on that person. I'm like, no, nah, sis, you need to know where this came from. <laughs> right. For, don't forget the hard work. That Co- part, the hard work, the figuring it out, the getting through the mental blocks of hearing someone else's voice saying his voice more so somebody's going to, you know, somebody who are you going to talk to In all the voices I would hear from him. I would have to shut them down. And go. And sometimes while I was going through a divorce, it's like, girl, you have no idea I was crying before I got here. But when you hit that carpet, it's gold time. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you got to sit around and wait to get the shot, to get the interview. We mm-hmm. all tired, ready to go. But now nah, we ain't leaving because we got to, you know, we got to get what we came to get. So, yeah, I need them to know where that came from. And mine, you know, was a divorce. That was just my setback. Yeah. Somebody else's setback could be the loss Completely of someone, yeah. a financial setback, whatever that setback is that has you sitting on a bench right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, that setback is not greater than the purpose, God. Come on. Predestined. For your life. Predestined. Yes. Like before that setback happened, it's like, girl, he had you way over here. Yeah. So it's like, okay, go ahead and have your cry moment, your sad moment. Mm-hmm. But sis, you got to go ahead and get on all the way up. Yeah. Absolutely. And move and do what he told you to do. That's so right. That's why I'm here. Today. Well, predestined <laughs> was a thing because at, when you, I saw on social media when you became a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha yeah. Sorority Incorporated four months ago, <laughs> you were like, yo, this ain't nothing that's just new. Uh-uh. Because uh-uh. I saw they were about to have a line. Oh, no, ma'am. No, 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 no. No, ma'am. This this was back from Grandma <laughs> State University when they probably Ooh. were in trouble or whatever, or yes. whatever happened, or you might have written and didn't make. 
all of those things. Ooh. So you, there's a level of appreciation that you have for being a woman of AKA now that you probably may not e- have even appreciated if you were younger. Mm-hmm. Can you talk just a little bit about that journey? Woo. It started in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me give you the short. Yeah, because we got we got to wrap up in just a second. short version. Yes. Yeah, it started in the 90s, let's just say. It yep. didn't work out. It didn't work out. It's a long bullet points of what had happened was, but oh. I mean, it didn't work out. Right. So, you know, when I'm, that's, it was that grandma I lived in Louisiana. So when I moved to Atlanta, you know, I, I couldn't find anyone that I knew that was active. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was, I knew a whole bunch of AKAs, but I knew a lot. Most of them were not active. I'll just put it that way. Right. And then um, it just took years. And years. And for a long time, I just said, you know what? I'm just not going to think about it no more. I just stopped thinking about it for years. I would go to homecoming, see all my my friends slash sorors. Because <laughs> they was looking at me like, him. we know you're supposed right. to be, but you if know. If you know, you, you know. know. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I would just be like, okay, this is really eating me up right now. I can't participate with y'all, but okay. And so... Eventually, my you know my mom is a member. My grandmother was a member. Wow. Like I'm, you know, legacy. AKs all in my family. You know, my dad is Greek. My dad is Omega. My cousins are Kappas. So, and I'm over here. You know, so I'm like, okay. And it just goes back to when it's your time. It's your time. And boy, when people were telling me that, I used to be so mad. I'm like, look, don't tell me that. And I want more time right. because I have been trying this thing, and it was always something else that would happen. Some technicality that didn't go right or but when I found out um, when it was time for my chapter New Lambda Omega shout out to my sororers New Lambda Omega and ATL they was like yo Kim we ready like and I've had people like looking out waiting Mm -hmm. like okay it's time now yeah and so they were like they really took care of me Mm -hmm. they took care of me this is how it was supposed to be done they took care of me for you Yes, yeah. I had such the best welcoming. It was quite overwhelming. Yeah. I was just boo-boo Your social crying. media was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I love it. Oh, love my it. God. Oh, yeah. my God. I had so much love and welcome. Even from the sorrows back in, in the 90s, from mm-hmm. them there all the way up until now. Yes. The love was just huge. Yes. Well, you know the love is here. I'm Yay. grateful for you. How can people support everything that you have going on? Yes, they could definitely... Follow me on social. I am KimFord.com. My newest venture that I've started is a social media agency. Okay. Doctors' offices, attorneys, people in sales. You found your niche. You found my niche. People in sales. They do. They're. It's not somebody that's new, 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 and you still figuring it out. That that, that's not that's not your client. That's not my client. Yeah. My client is you are well established. At least have like a six figure business currently. And you're ready to do some real marketing. Yeah. Then it's you, time for you, us to you talk. You go ahead and solidify your coins. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so I don't want no, because I know how it is when people that ain't quite ready. Yes. But they want you to do all this work. It's like, sis, that ain't the cost for what right. you want. Right. They want a $100,000 campaign for the low, low or the free, free. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not no, doing that. you're not ready for that yet. Because even, even not even about the money, you haven't done the market research to really see if this thing will work. Right. Once you know who your target market is and what, and what they want, then we can put some money behind that thing and really push it and spin it and scale it and all that. Right. And what's so, the name of the agency? Oh, can you name it? You can't name it yet. I can't. 
name it right yet. Okay. But the link will be on my site, IamKimForward.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sora, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. And I have to say, Rashawn, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You are such an icon. Oh just, 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 <laughs> I got to say my piece. Okay. Just for Atlanta, because when I moved here, listening to you on the radio was one of the first things I did. I was like, oh, that's Rashawn. Okay, she cool. You know, <laughs> right? Right? right. Um, Cause I would listen to you and Ryan Cameron right. every morning, yes. riding to work. And I'm like, yo, that's dope. She cool. He hilarious. So I just have to say from when I moved here in December 97. Wow. All the way to today, you have been such a staple of ATL. Thank you. Of sisterhood, Thank of you. Alpha Kappa Alpha, of media, all the things. And I'm like, yo, she doing, she doing all those things that like speaks to me. Oh man. So Thank I want you to say congr- I want to say congratulations. Thank you so and to, much. And just continue doing it. Yes. And I'm so glad that she is our social media cool yeah. store because we had a guest spot available. I was gonna come back around to you anyway. Okay. But it was perfect. When I saw your name come up in the email, I was like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course she's the one. Book her right away. Thank you. So it's great. So yes. thank you so much. This is such a blessing. I'm so happy for you. And again, yeah. you gave me those kudos, but I've always been very impressed by how you moved and you did the damn thing when I was even thinking about having a show. Wow. You were doing it. So wow. as, as much as you were encouraged by me, I was encouraged by you. That means a lot. Yes, and we're going to keep it going. Come on, let's keep it going because that's what it's all about. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, thank you. Kim Ford, everybody, right here on the Cool Sore Podcast.